Well, as we gather together today, it's exciting to be able to recognize how God continues to work, yet it's a difficult time, and we're all struggling with a lot of those things. Today we're talking about, uh, from Matthew chapter 21, Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus as he is coming in to Jerusalem. So if you have your Bible there, pull it up, whether it's on your phone, iPad, computer, uh, wherever maybe you might have. You might have a hard copy right there that you and your family are sharing. But today we're in the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 21st chapter. We're looking at verse 1 through 11. And it's in this passage that Matthew teaches us about this important role of Jesus coming in, of Jesus entering as our champion. Yes, he was their champion for the disciples as they were trying to understand this, but he's our champion also, and we begin to recognize who he is as our champion as we look at this passage. It's a passage that would help us to understand that it's a time that they did not expect what was going to happen, right? It was a time where they were looking forward to what Jesus was going to do, but they didn't know what was going to occur, and the expectation that they had was different than the outcome that actually came about. Well, we're in a trying time, and there are some things that are going along in our lives that we will never forget, but they were not the things that we expected. And I think that's true for this passage. For us to look down through the centuries, it was one of those things that that has changed everything. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, it changed everything we were going to see about a champion for us. But not in the way that they expected, nor that we expect sometimes. I want to look at this passage and talk about it for a few moments and help us to see what he tells us in this. The first thing I want us to understand about this champion that's before us, that he is a righteous champion. Now that word comes out of Zechariah chapter 9 in verse 9. And that's what they quote from here. Matthew quotes that in the fifth verse. And in that chapter 9 of Zechariah, he tells us that this one coming in on this donkey is righteous. Now that word righteous that he uses in Zechariah has to do with moral purity. It has to do with him being clean. It really has to do with the fact that Jesus is the pure one for us. John tells us in his gospel, as John the baptizer was, was speaking about Jesus, he says, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That same idea of righteousness. The same idea of the fact of who he is, of how he is the righteous one who is going to give us the right things that we need in life. That is the righteous champion for you and for me. Now, in this verse, not only he's talking about the righteous champion being Christ, being Jesus, but he also helps us to understand that he is the victorious champion. Seeing someone riding into Jerusalem on a donkey was different, but not in the sense of a stallion. Any victor that's coming to the capital of Jerusalem was going to have these palm branches waved before him. Matter of fact, the palm branch is a symbol of victory. It is that what they would do is, is a branch of victory. And so they would wave it to whoever might be coming into the city. Today, it happened to be Jesus, and they were hoping he was going to be the Messiah who was going to usher in a new kingdom for them in a, a way that was overcome the Romans. It was a, it was a fact that he was a victorious champion that he is riding into Jerusalem. Now, as they wave the palm branches before this victorious champion, the Bible also teaches us that he is victorious, but he is gentle. Matter of fact, they use that word in the NIV in verse 5. This king comes to you gentle. Now, we know that 
Jesus is a gentle savior, but we also know that he is very strong. And he comes into Jerusalem in a way that's gentle, but he's going to show his strength, not in the way they expected, but in a way that was going to be what they needed for salvation. He also comes in as a champion who is humble, but with great authority. The disciples knew his authority. The disciples recognized the authority. He, he had been healing people. He had been feeding 5,000 people on the hillside. They recognized he had authority over life and death. He had raised Lazarus from the dead. They recognized his authority, yet he comes in on a donkey, the colt of a donkey, the one who had not been used to recognize that he is coming in as a, a humble savior, but with great authority over life and death they begin to know his authority so this victorious champion who is now coming into jerusalem who is coming in who is going to be strong who is going to have authority and he comes in with an understanding of the courage that is in him jesus comes into the city the people cheering palm branches waving he comes in knowing that he's going to the cross because he has already told the disciples that in some other passages. But he comes in with great courage because he knows that inside that he's bringing life to you and me. A day that changed everything, but in a way that no one was expecting. This victor who was coming in Jerusalem as a victorious champion, a righteous champion. But he also comes in as a gracious champion. Because it's his grace that has changed everything. It's his grace that's going to move him from being one who is overthrowing the government, who is one who is overthrowing our hearts to follow after him. It is his grace that he, we are focused on in this passage. It tells us in verse 6 that the disciples went and did as Jesus instructed. They brought the donkey and the colt. A large crowd spread their cloths on the road. And they cut down branches from the trees, spread those on the roads. The crowd went ahead of him, shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. In that passage, that word Hosanna means to rescue or to save. In the Old Testament, the same way. When it's used in the Psalms or when it's used in Zechariah 9, it has to do with the one who is saving us, the one who is bringing the rescue from us. Now, it was a, a day that changed all days, but again, not the way they expected because they were wanting to be rescued from the government, from Rome, from all the struggles. But Jesus, Jesus was bringing rescue from sin. And that's what his grace was about. It was a grace that allows us access to the very throne of God. It's an amazing kind of grace that we talk about, that we sing about, that we think about. This grace that allows us access to his throne. It's a grace that has a promise. His gifts. A promise of what he is giving unto us. The promises of his word. As we were look through all the Bible. We would see great promises that he, he gives to us. Because of his grace. Matter of fact the very word grace has to do with the word gift. And here this gracious king. This gracious champion. Who has brought to us this gift of salvation to us. This access to the throne of God. Not only that, but this grace also provides for us a future. Again, as you look at this passage, they were singing out, Hosanna, save us, rescue us to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So in this passage, we begin to understand that this champion, first of all, he's a righteous champion that is pure and right, that can 
provide for us the sacrifice we need for cleansing in our own life and sin. He's a victorious champion because he comes in with a victory, uh, comes in knowing of his strength and knowing of his authority and knowing of his courage that he is facing the cross. And he is a gracious champion. One that's given you and me access to the very throne of God, pardon by his gift of grace to us, pardon from sin because of that, and an understanding of the future, the promise that he has for us. A promise of the future that he has for you. Now, if we take those three things and we begin to recognize that on this Palm Sunday, just as on this day, this triumphal entrant here many years ago, it was a day that was really going to change everything. Because Jesus now was going to the cross. It changed everything for the disciples. It, thames, it changed everything for the people around him. It can change everything for us. Because you see, that's the, that's the key to this passage for you and me. We begin to recognize that when he enters our life, it's a day like no other day. Just as it was on this day when he entered in Jerusalem. It was a day like no other day. But when he enters our life, Oh, it's a day that changes everything. I, I remember that for me personally. I, I hope you do too. I hope you can recall your time of salvation when Christ came into your life and forgave your sins and, and gave you a, a new life. It changed everything on that day. You might remember that time, that moment, that hour, that second. You might remember all of those things. But nevertheless, he has changed you because of salvation that he brings to your life. Not only do you recognize that he changed everything, but it may have not been what you expected. I know for me it wasn't. I never expected that God would do in my life what he has done or allowed me to be able to preach the gospel in the way that it says. Those were not my expectations when I came to him as Savior. I don't know what your expectations were, but I do know that when Christ comes into our lives, it changes all of our expectations not only is it changing our expectations, but it really does change our perspective of life. We're walking through some trying days. We're walking through things that we did not expect to happen. We didn't know was going to be going on a month ago. Two months ago, you would have said, no, this surely won't happen here around us. But yet, here we are. So, our perspective changes. And Jesus is the one who helps us in that change of perspective it gives us a new perspective i remember one time flying into new york city and i was flying over and i saw the empire state building and i was able to put my thumb up to the window of the plane and i was able to cover the the empire state building with my thumb you know because the, my perspective was that of a plane flying over and i remember just a day or two later in that visit going to the empire state building standing at the base of it and looking up, couldn't even see the top. My perspective had totally changed. And I think that's what happens in our lives when Jesus becomes real to us, when things around us seem chaotic and out of control. And we, we love control, by the way. I think that's one of the things that those in this passage who were opposed to Jesus were struggling with. Jesus was now taking control, and they didn't know what to do about that. We love control inside that. But when, when our lives get to that place where we have a new perspective, because now he has changed us, it gives us a view that he really is in control of what's going on. Now, I think it does this for us. If that day changes us and we have 
a, a new thing that's happened in our life. We now have an expectation that's different than what we thought, and our perspective has begun to change, or maybe has changed completely. What does that lead us to? Well, it leads us to having a great faith over the fears that are around us. I think this passage, as we would walk through it, the very last verse, the crowd answers when they were asked, who is this? They answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. And that's the key, right? Being able to proclaim, this is Jesus. I know we're all going through lots of things. You, your family, maybe financial pressures, married pressures, family pressures, where are we going to work? Where's our income coming from? But lots, lots of things that are going on around us. Yet, what is it about Jesus in our life as we see him as our champion? As we see him as one who has given to us things that we did not expect. That leads us into great faith instead of great fear. And he does that because we've surrendered our lives to him. We have given ourselves to him and we've surrendered to him. And I invite you today, maybe where you are, maybe the fears, the pressure, all the things around you has led you to a place where you need to surrender your life, that he is calling to you. And our response is, Lord, here we are. We want your faith over our fears. Would you bow your heads with me right now as we pray together and ask the Lord to do that? Eternal God and Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you that you do things that we do not understand, that you're in charge of things and in control, even when we don't understand that. And Father, you change our expectations, you change our perspective, and today we ask you to do that. Turn our eyes to you, that we may see you, that we may recognize you, that we may surrender our lives, because Jesus, you are our everything. In your name we pray, amen.